All right, we're back again, Redeemer Church. Um, I'm here with Father Gary. This is Father Alex, and we have a special guest today, uh, our parish administrator, Lizzie. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Her first podcast. I know. Nervous. Prestigious. This is a big, uh, yeah. is a big moment. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're here today. Uh, uh, we're recording on Shrove Tuesday before Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And so this is our uh, kind of Lenten episode as we walk through the church year. Uh, and I guess the first question I have um, to either of you or both is, um, what is Lent? Well, first of all, should we say what Shrove Tuesday is? Sure, define sure, it. So sure. Well, I, I don't. I was hoping you guys could do that. No. <laughs> I, we're we're going to have a big party tonight. It's the night before um, we celebrate uh, or start the observance of Lent. And so that was traditionally when people would clean out their cupboards, their parish bowls, the things that they're fasting, um, get rid of them before they went bad, and so they'd cook them obviously and have a party. So Lent is a season that was originally for um, catechizing new uh, people who had recently been converted to the faith, preparing them for their baptism uh, at Easter. And so it was full of, uh, of teaching, but also ascetic pra- practices of getting your heart, the posture of your heart right. Um, and so it was a really uh, important discipleship moment, a season of the church, but it's also for restoring those who have been separated from the church for, like, egregious sin. Um, it was a time of restoring them. You know, there was a time when you didn't, when something happened between you and someone else, you couldn't just run to the church down the street. You had to, like, it, but you also didn't want to, like, walk away from the faith. It was It was hard for you to, like, n- not receive communion or to be out of fellowship with the church. And so... They wanted to be restored to the church. And so this was a time where people went through a process of restoration. So it was a really beautiful um, occasion for that. And so Lent is marked really by um, fasting nowadays. And we can talk about what fasting is and, and some of the various ways that we could recommend we fast during Lent. But that was kind of you know, I think 40 is, is also a really important number if you take away Sundays in Lent because Sundays are a day of feasting um, throughout the calendar year. There's 40 days of Lent other than Sundays, and so 40 is obviously a very symbolic number in the church. And Lent specifically is corresponding with Jesus' um, fast in the wilderness as he was baptizing them, preparing for ministry. Uh, why so that's what it is why do we do it because I mean I guess the objection could be mm-hmm. well this is you know this is just works righteousness this is kind of padding our stats this is um, Catholic yeah. right? this is Roman Catholic uh, why do we do this well um, I, I think it, I think we do it because we're we it would be really nice to say that we don't get in ruts where we don't notice things in our life that might be obvious to everyone else. But the reality is we are distracted and we need routines throughout the year to call us back to God, to make us attentive 
to the things in our life that that we are where we are stuck. And so it is a really sort of um, intentional time of listening quiet. And I think like fasting in general is like it, it should not it should not call attention to your own um you know, success. Oh yes, I I fasted chocolate all month. I didn't cheat. It I mean that what that does is say, yay, look what I did. So what we should do is we should fast in such a way that we should that that it calls attention to our need, our weakness. Alexander Schmemann says, let us stress once more that the purpose of Lent is not to force on us a few formal obligations, but to soften our heart so that it may open itself to the realities of the spirit, to experience, experience the hidden thirst and hunger for communion with God. And the other thing I think that I like about the liturgical calendar in general, so this goes like coincides with Advent too, being a preparation for Christmas. So Lent is this preparation for Easter and you know, this idea that we have to go through the valley of the shadow of death before we can really relish in and glory in like the resurrected Christ. So I think that personally has been something that I've focused on in, in Lent and and this season is this time of preparation, this pause in, you know, my normal rhythms to um, adopt a different rhythm that really makes me turn towards the cross in a way that I, I don't otherwise. Yeah, that's great. I think, right, to be a, a feasting people, we need to be a fasting people. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a good word. So how do we do this, right? If this is what it is, and this is why we do it, and um, we want to we want to kind of train our hungers for God, we want to um, fast from something to remind us of the ways that we should long for God. Um, what do we do? What do we do? How do we do this? Um, well, I think I think you've you've really brought to our attention some really great ways to fast. But I mean, I'll just say, and then I know you you could add to it. But I think being able to think about one, it's not first of all, Lent isn't just about fasting. It's also about alms giving and serving. And so, if you think about it in like that three prong sense, like what can I fast? Um, how can I budget in a way for generosity? How can I give alms? Or how can I just give my my time and my energy? And so it really is a focus of using these things as a means of grace. How can God call us back to his heart? Um, I think a, a really simple thing that we've been talking about in terms of rule of life is saying, what do I need to give up completely? I know some people think about alcohol or social media. What are things that need to go? Maybe you could think about, secondly, things that you need to moderate. And then in a third sense, maybe things that you need to add, so virtues. And that's where where almsgiving and serving comes in because we don't want to just take something out. But what what are things that you're spending your money on that you could spend that same sort of budget on uh, acts of mercy or charity. And so same thing with your time. Making space is really key. And the way I think about it too is like what is going to turn me towards God? So 
what I'm thinking about. What am I fasting from? Okay, what are the things in my life that are really are turning inwards instead of turning towards God? That's something I should probably give up. What am I? What do I need to moderate? What do I need to budget? Again, what is something that's turning my attention away from the Lord? And then, like, my favorite thing, actually, in the past couple of years is, like, what do I need to add? What spiritual discipline can I add to my life that, again, is going to turn my heart towards towards the Lord? And one really practical one that I've been doing in the last couple of years is adding a prayer walk. And so just that physical act of getting myself, you know, kind of out of my daily rhythm and adding this walk and, you know, almost calling it like a parish walk. So walking my neighborhood or walking like here around the church and um, and just adding that spiritual discipline in that's going to turn my heart towards God and what he's doing in in my life, in the life of the people around me and the life of our neighborhood. And so I think, yeah, to not just focus on fast, 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 like, you know, this ascetic lifestyle, but also to be adding these things um, that, again, draw our hearts to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I, I, mean, uh, I both, you know, love and it's very uncomfortable that we start this with Ash Wednesday, which is putting ashes on our head and remembering our death, right? To yeah. dust you were taken and, and to dust you, weird. Shall, <laughs> <laughs> you shall return. And in many ways, right, Lent is this preparation for death, right? Pre- mm-hmm. Walking with Christ in the wilderness, preparing for our own death, right? So Sunday, we talked about um, Sunday morning and spiritual formation hour about remembering our own death and uh, these, uh, this idea of eulogy virtues, like who do you want to be when you die? Like what do you want people to say? What do you want your kids to say? What do you want your colleagues to say? What do you want um, the church family to say about you? And then this is a practice to live into that. I think the other thing about Lent too in the, in the church calendar is that it trains us to, it trains us for life, right? So sometimes we walk into Lent feeling Lenty, right? Like we, it's kind of like a relief, like, like finally I can just kind of lament and mm-hmm. yeah. slow down and feel the sorrow that's in my life. Um, because sometimes life feels like Lent. Yeah. Um, in other ways, right, the church calendar invites us to celebrate, to, cele- to celebrate with those who celebrate as we mourn with those who mourn. And so it is a training that when we come into sorrowful or lamental, uh, lamental, I don't know if that's a word, seasons. Yeah, that's good. Sounds good. That we can walk more faithfully in it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, too, that I think is really helpful when we think about um, these practices is what can we practice in community? Mm-hmm. I remember the first time, well, one of the first times I practiced Lent, um, I was uh, with some friends and we gave up meat during Lent, right? And so I was with him on a student retreat. Uh, this guy I was um, practicing it with, and, you know, um, we go to a P. Terry's in Austin, Texas, and it's a burger place, and uh, <laughs> and it became a lot easier for me to make a decision when I'm practicing this in community to say, oh, fine, I'll do the mm-hmm. bean burger, whatever it was. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it, it was not pleasant. Um <laughs> When we were doing it together, right? So, like, when when we're practicing it as as a church, and uh, you bring my kid, you bring kids over my house, and we're fasting from, let's say, television or something. Mm-hmm. That television isn't just isn't an option, right? When we practice this in community, it becomes um, it brings a, a level of solidarity with one another, and living into kind of our you know everyday monk communal lives together. Because yeah. um, at the end of the day, right? The other thing I mentioned is that we. Lent is a training t- 
to die and training to be a martyr. Like that's the, the kind of goal of, of monks is to not just to be martyred in, in a, as a red martyr, which is the sense that you die for your faith, but that we are, we're the kind of people who are willing to die for their faith. And so there's another kind of martyr um, called white martyrs, green martyrs, green martyrs, <laughs> where we practice self-denial. Um, mm-hmm. So that when, you know, if persecution were to come, if um, hunger or famine were to come, we're the kind of people who are sacrificial, who know what it's like to live in famine as well as feast, uh, that we can live in the, in the ways of faithfulness. Um, and this is just kind of a, a training yeah. ground for it. Yeah, I think we have to we have to practice self denial. Um, it's it, we are just being told the an alternative story mm-hmm. um, constantly. We have to be called back to self denial. I think with Ash Wednesday, even like wearing our confession on our forehead, mm-hmm. um, that when we walk out of here on Ash Wednesday and we walk in somewhere on our way home or something, it it be, it's you stand out, um, and we're not looking to stand out, but we are saying like I, um, I'm I am wearing my repentance. Like I am a person who says I'm sorry, and that sounds so silly because, uh, but the reality is, is it's like we're being told every day that we shouldn't have to say sorry, or, or mm-hmm. we're, we're even saying we are not our own. Yeah, like we're we're marked by the cross. I mean, we we're marked, marked by mm-hmm. Jesus and and the his personhood and living that out, embodying that. Yeah. And the self denial again is kind of a, a giving over of our our own authority to the authority of God. And you know that's a, another thing I think that is compelling about Lent is this giving up of ourselves so that you know we're making space for God to come in. Yeah, that's really good. Father Alex, a few years ago, you gave us a really good um, guide with some weekly fasts. I love those. I still publish them. Everybody should be getting those in the newsletter um, or in Instagram posts or something. Um, I, I really like those. How about, would you start us off with maybe some ideas? And we don't want to be, obviously, we're not, this isn't sort of a bragging thing or false humility or or something like that. But I think it would be good just to have some, like Lizzie offered the idea of her walks, just some ideas that people could uh, observe a good Lent. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the guide that you'll see, um, basically we, uh, I invite us into kind of weekly practices. And so um, where it may feel overwhelming to say I'm going to give up this for the the whole 40 days. Um, There's six weeks here for each week. You can give something up and you can walk through this as like this week I'm going to give it up or it can kind of be added to one another. So like I'm going to give up in in this guide, television and movies week one and week two is social media and internet. And so that can be either these are the weeks I'm going to practice it or the first week I'm doing televisions and movies and then I'm adding to it social media and internet. Week three is caffeine and sweets. Um, that one just may be a day for me, but, um, (laughs) whatever it is. And then, uh, week four is shopping for non-essentials. I mean, I think that's another thing during Lent that Lauren and I have practiced is like, we're not going to go out to eat, you know, during Lent, or we're not going to, you know, buy any consumer good. We're just, you know, groceries, maybe the, the essentials, but we're not going to kind of purchase anything during Lent. 
Week five is sleep, so that's um, not uh, necessarily staying up all night, but we're going to wake up an hour earlier to pray, or we're going to stay up an, an hour later um, to uh, to read a devotional literature or something like that. Um, and then week six is electricity. This is something that, um, you know, in your household you'll have to manage. We have to manage in my household. <laughs> For me, I love giving up electricity and just when the lights, when the sun goes down, it's just candles. Right. This is the provocative one. Everyone's always like, what? You can't. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? What are some ways that you do this? Because, I mean, you probably still have your heater on or something, but how yeah. do you? You don't um, just cut power to your house. <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah. Let's go extreme. Um, yeah. So um, it, it really, st- I think it stems from Andy Crouch's TechWise stuff yeah. we've talked about before where he says a day a week, uh, sorry, an uh, hour a day, a day a week, and a week a year to fast from uh, technology. And so for his, I think it's his, you know, his Sunday, his Sabbath, his one day a week, he cuts off electricity, like air conditioning or heat. And like, this mm-hmm. is where you kind of living into um, that, the, the privilege that we have that we don't recognize or thank mm-hmm. God for on a daily basis. For us, it's usually just um, lights yeah. and screens, right? Yeah. So um, when the sun goes down, the candles go up, um, and we try to, you know, live into that. And I think it just it, it invites, right? If anybody's been around a fire, it just invites a more mm-hmm. contemplative, slower, we're not trying to kind of crunch things in in the evening or figure out how much we can do it kind of invites this this yeah. rest um, that again it, it, it goes back to this idea of embodiment like there's a we can say we should deny ourselves and then there's ways to embody like embody that like to, to take things away makes us feel right tangible feelings and I, I mean this is what makes Easter means something, right? It, mm-hmm. It's not just, well, Christ resurrects today. And, and sometimes I remember like in more non-traditional churches, like you go to Sunday, like, oh, yeah, it's Easter today. This allows us to say like, I remember, again, when I gave up meat, I made this, uh, you know, I was in Texas. So I you know, <laughs> pulled out the smoker and I was like, man, I'm going to. I'm going to make wings, I'm going to make pork, and I'm going to make, you know. <laughs> and there was this, like, I felt the excitement of Easter in an embodied way rather than just an intellectual way. And I think all of these practices invite us into this embodied way of, of longing um, yeah. and waiting and um, abstaining from things. Anticipation. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I think that's so important. These are things that we want our kids to learn, to anticipate, and and to long and to be dependent. Um, I love the candles at dinner. That's one way we practice the electricity thing because it, it, I mean, it eliminates a lot of distractions around the table and focuses everyone to the center. And it just creates a mood um, that's really beautiful and focused and attentive to each other and to God. And so I, I really, I really appreciate that one. And we do it obviously to, various degrees um, as we're able. So, Yeah, I think that's another point, too, as you're thinking about how am I going to practice Lent this year. It should be something that, you know, works for you. You know, like there's an element of the self-denial, an element of um, the fasting and stuff, but, but there's also an element of in a way that 
like you can still participate and delight in God and not in a way that makes you just miserable miserable <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah like and that's yeah. not the point is the the legalism is not the point the point is that your embodied experience of Christ and so if something about these practices is like going to draw you further away from God then then don't do it mm-hmm. you know yeah. that that would be one That's of good. my yeah yeah Schmidt talks about Lent not it shouldn't lead you to despair yeah like you it should it should lead you to a greater awareness of God and mm-hmm. I agree that's good legalism is not what we want here we don't want things to it lead us to the point where we say either look what we did or look what I wasn't able to do mm-hmm. but look what God has mm-hmm. done yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think on that note too, like thinking about um, diff- people in different seasons. Like if you're if you're living in a Lenten season now, I, m- I remember I think it was in uh, Liturgy of the Ordinary, maybe by Tish Harrison Warren. She talks about like going through miscarriages, and so her practice during Lent was to go to a coffee shop for an hour and just have time to herself. Like that gift during mm-hmm. Lent, mm-hmm. Um, like that addition. Yeah. W- She's living Lent, right? right? If you're living Lent, like, mm-hmm. um, find ways to kind of fuel your, your love for God. And I mean, that's the goal, right? It's mm-hmm. not just to, to check off the box, but to fuel your love for God. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the beauty of Lent, too, is Easter always comes, mm-hmm. right? No matter, <laughs> yeah. no matter how well you did or poorly you failed, mm-hmm. Easter's coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's not again not this kind of guilt shame driven thing, mm-hmm. but opening our lives to to the presence of Christ and preparing for Easter, mm-hmm. knowing that it's not our works that get us get, that get it here, mm-hmm. but it's coming anyway. Yeah, yeah. and not even mm-hmm. Easter, but every Sunday. Right. Yeah. I mean, every Sunday is a feast day. It's mm-hmm. a, a mini resurrection day that that I can remind myself that it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's up to to Christ and Christ alone. And so you can break your fast on Sunday mm-hmm. because he's already accomplished it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of things community-wide that we do. Um, like Lizzie said, you know, some people will say, I'm going to give, you know, all of this even feast days. But um, some people say 40 days, fr- uh, Sunday's a feast day, taking that off. Um, that's that's totally permissible. I would also consider um, adding confession, um, at least self-examination. We have guides for that. If you guys want one of those, please um, let me know. And then there's also like, my stomach's growling. I wonder. <laughs> it's the, almost the, lunchtime. That's <laughs> so bad. Um, we got it all together here. Um, the other thing is, let's see. Oh, the litany. We're praying mm-hmm. this Sunday which is a really, really in-depth prayer. I think of it like opening our heart and like allowing God to search every corner, every cavern of our heart and just to like clean it out. And so that's this Sunday before church. Um, There is a sense of contemplation and quiet when you walk into the sanctuary that you'll notice. The color will change to purple. And we eliminate the bells and the alleluias, which take us till about the last week for people to to get <laughs> someone's going to yell out hallelujah and that's okay that's a good a good uh, tendency to have but there are some changes that just mark the season and so we want to sit in the season we want to be fully present here and then when easter comes we'll party 
celebrate. That's great. Yeah. Last word for me would just be, you know, back to that communal point of like, see what your table group, see what your friends are doing and and try to try to make a Lenten guide together. I mean, I think it's just uh, it's more robust. It's um, not that it's to be easier, but you just live life together maybe in more holistic ways. So, um, yeah, talk to people around you, see what see what you guys can do together. Good. Can I pray this prayer? From, Please do. This is the prayer that we pray at the end of our Ash Wednesday. O Lord, our God, grant us grace to desire you with our whole heart, that desiring you we may seek you, that seeking you we may find you, and that finding you we may love you, and that loving you we may hate those sins from which you have delivered us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 See you guys soon. Later. Bye. Bye.